You know, a nice little side hobby I have when I'm in rare form is I like to answer every weird phone number that comes to my phone. And this is only when I'm in a certain type of mood because normally I don't answer the weird phone numbers that come to my phone, right? I just ignore them and normally they're bullshit or I get the same Katie leaving me voicemails telling me that she's returning my phone call for the line of credit that I'm approved for and I'm thinking I didn't even talk to you Katie but okay keep telling keep telling yourself this story what a sad sad job you have that you have to like pretend you didn't actually talk to somebody to get business awful right so when I'm in a certain kind of frisky, sassy mood, I like to take these phone calls. So I, so I took one a little bit ago and the guy was like from the fake vehicle services department trying to sell me on like a warranty for my car. And sometimes I just like to click off and like hang up on their face. And other times I like to talk to them and I will just start telling stories. <laughs> I will just start telling stories that don't make any sense, that have nothing to do with what they're calling about. I will just start talking about random subjects to them to which they keep repeating their script. I'm such an ass sometimes. I mean, in college, I did like, I forget what it was called, but it was basically like the donation hotline. I don't remember how I got involved in this. I don't remember if I was forced into it, which most likely was the case, or I volunteered. I'm not a big volunteer type of person. So if I did volunteer, I must have been a much nicer person back then than I am now because we had to sit. Actually, I think I might have gotten paid for this, and that was my incentive. <laughs> we just sit at a round conference table. We were handed a packet that was a script, and um, we had to call the alumni and, and the parents of students and beg for donations. And I say beg for donations because quite frankly, if you have to ask for a donation, that's, that's, you know, a donation should be given off of somebody's free will. Like kind of like I've got a trash bag of old clothes sitting in front of me that I'm going to take and donate to a church because it's off my own free will choice that I wanted to empty out my closet and I ain't selling it. I'm not trying to resell it. I'd rather give it to somebody who needs it, right? Free will. But nobody's calling me, begging me to do that, right? So I just kind of find the psychology behind a lot of these, these things that a lot of businesses and charities do weird. Kind of like when the, when the sheriff's department or, or whatever, um, I'm not going to be, I'm not going to discriminate that it's just police officers because it's firefighters and it's, and it's all different types of companies when they call you out of the blue and mind you, like I respect authority to a degree <laughs> as we know from episode four, when I talked about people riding bicycles, right? I have, I have respect for rules and authority to a degree and then from that point forward I make my own rules 
I think we all kind of do that though as humans, right? Like we respect things to the degree that we can and then if it doesn't align with us, like it doesn't align with us. And that goes with interpersonal relationships, business relationships, and you know, I don't discriminate. It also goes with with the law for me. <laughs> it, it could be the Jersey in me. It also could be the the, the smidge of an Italian in me. I, I, I the, the bit of mobster I have in my in my history. I don't I don't know what it is, but when I am in that mood and I do take a phone call and it happens to be Sheriff So and So. I freak the fuck out, right? Like, I don't want to be rude to you because I'm a little bit like, "Mm, I know you're calling for the purpose of collecting donations. You want my guarantee of $15 so you can send me that envelope, right? I don't want to lie to you because you're a cop. So, like, this is where I have a problem (laughs) with this. Is that, like, you've invaded my privacy by getting my phone, my cell phone number, which is not, that's not a public phone number. It ain't listed in the, would it be the yellow pages or the white pages? I don't know who uses phone books anymore. Um, like it's not listed anywhere publicly. It's only listed in places where I put it because it's my cell phone number. So how did you gain access to this? Did you abuse your power and authority by like looking up my driver's license number and finding an attached phone number to it? Like, did you dig into Verizon's phone records and find, how did you get my phone number? How did I approve you to call me to beg for money? And shouldn't my money be given to you freely? Like, shouldn't I just reach the conclusion one day where I'm like, hey, I'd like to donate to the firefighters or I'd like to give because for me, that's how it works in my life. If you have to ask me to do, and again, this is my issue with being told what to do my whole life is that this is how it now plays out for me. I'm very much aware of it, but there are parts of it I love and I don't want to fucking change. And that's just kind of how it goes sometimes, right? Like there are just things where like, I don't feel like perfecting it and I'm, I'm good. Like I'm good enough where I'm at right now. Will that change three months from now? Possibly. I don't really know. So I don't like to be told what to do, let alone somebody kind of like insinuating I should do something. If the word should is involved, I'm headed in the opposite direction. I will deliberately consciously and subconsciously do the opposite of the should because you're saying I should because you think you know more than me and now I I can't help it I have to prove otherwise I just can't help it it's an instinctual thing for me I know there's a lot of people that feel similar to this so but I feel this way when you call my number and you ask if I'll donate to you don't you think if I wanted to donate to you I would have just sent you money kind of like the clothing thing. Like if I want to give my clothes, I'm going to put them in a freaking trash bag and take them to wherever I want to take them because I want to give you my clothes. If I, if you have to call and ask me, it's a no. So in college, I had to do this. So, so I do understand how it feels to be on the other end because, oh my God, when you, when you have, 
any level of insecurity, just in general, like a generalized insecurity problem, which I just decided that's the name of what we're going <laughs> to name this episode, generalized insecurity <laughs> disorders, problems. I don't know. So, so when you have that kind of going on, right. And you're, and you have to get on the phone and read a script to a complete stranger. Like not only that, but like, I believe I was working from like 7 PM to 9 PM or some shit like that. So now I'm like, some people eat dinner, not me, but some people eat dinner at 7 p.m., 8 p.m., if you're Euro, 9 p.m. So we're calling you possibly during dinner time, possibly like you're getting off work. I don't know what's going on in your home environment when I'm calling you. And some people get really angry and they're like, no, leave me alone, right? And you have an answer to everything. And like you would think because I I did this, I'd have more empathy when it's done to me, but I don't. So, so, well, no, let's just rewind. I do to a degree, right? I do to a degree. So, so there are times where I am very capable because I'm in the right mindset and I have a customer service rep on the phone with me that I can be really polite and clear and healthy in my communication and like let's keep it real there are other times where I'm flying off the handle and I'm I'm you know I'm threatening things and I'm demanding that I speak to a to a person of authority um who's in charge of you kind of attitude and it's like the the two places I can go with it but I will not do that when like the cops call me for my $15 donation, I feel bad even interrupting him. So I'm like, I just sit trapped on the phone. And then I think like, don't you feel bad that you're inadvertently trapping me because you started this whole phone call with I'm officer so-and-so or I'm sergeant so-and-so. Ugh, ugh, I, I hate it. So I just like try not to take phone calls. <laughs> Unless I know you're calling me, you can probably expect to have the phone ring and be sent. And I don't even like to let the phone ring when I'm watching it ring. I hit ignore. I send you right to voicemail and it's just go to voicemail and I'll get back to you. I don't mind being on the phone when I'm choosing to be. So that's a whole different discussion, but don't invade. You know, it's kind of like, you know, everybody voted yesterday. Was it yesterday? Two days ago? Whatever it was. And and I started getting text messages from the people that were running for sheriff. And I was pissed off. Like, not like out of control pissed off, but I was a little bit miffed. Like, I don't mind when I go for a dentist appointment, which I also did this week. And then I leave... And I get a text message that says, rate your experience. I respect that because, A, I've chosen to go to your office. I like you. And I'm happy to support you by leaving a review, right? But not when the sheriff text messages me and basically announces that I should vote for him. That's only going to make me not vote for you. And... How did you get my phone number again? When did I opt into this service? 
when. Because there are rules here, right? Like there are rules of the internet where you, you can't, you're not supposed to. That's, that's key. You're not supposed to. No, you can't really do, you can't send people to jail for this shit. But you're not really supposed to add people's email lists, emails to your list without allowing them the choice to opt in, right? So I can't just steal your, your email address, let's say, because you decide you're going to sign up to work with me. Unless I put an option at sign up with a check box that says, would you like to opt in to future emails and promotions from Amy Fiedler? Then you have the option of checking it or not. And if you don't, I'm not supposed to collect your email. But let me tell you what happens. So I hang out on all social media platforms because I have nothing better to do. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> because I think it's important to have a presence everywhere. You also have to know where your audience is, and mine is mainly Instagram. However, I'm present on Twitter. Each one works differently, and, and I've got jokes about this, so hang with me here. <laughs> I hang out on Twitter, and Twitter is like full of um, self-proclaimed experts. So these are like the self-help self-proclaimed gurus who have absolutely no qualifications or experience. They are just the emo kids sitting in their mom's dark basement playing video games who have decided to play with tarot cards and um, read astrology blogs. And then they start pulling quotes from, from those blogs and from other people's um, pages and rewriting them without quoting people and then suddenly they have 30k followers on Twitter and call them and and now they've got a link to their new services and you're like but who are you and how do you know this and how can you help me they can't they're just they're just stealing other people's words and and everybody is too um dumb <laughs> I I am mixed words here to, to Google those words. It's kind of, there are there are big huge names self help people um, that I have shared things uh, on my Instagram stories deliberately because they disappear um, after 24 hours. I will not say them here because I'm not ballsy enough yet, and this is not going to disappear in 24 hours. There are big named people with very large followings, verified check marks, and celebrity clients that too steal other people's words and are running scammy bullshit online. You have to discern, but Twitter, that's Twitter, okay? So you find somebody with 30K followers on Twitter, discern, start copying and, and pasting their quotes into the Google search bar, and you shall see, you will see, are they changing one word, right? Like, are they, because that's still stealing. If it's not in their own words, it's not their own thoughts, it's not authentically coming from their own experience, they're just regurgitating other people. And listen, people do it to me all day. I've had previous clients do it to me all day long. 
like will have a session with me and you know then they then they get off the call with me and they then get on like a live stream somewhere and literally talk about everything I just taught them as if they just taught themselves and a big reason why I don't follow my own clients <laughs> not not my people now this this was more so years ago that 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 people would come to me and and they were mainly people trying to run their own businesses and and they would hire me and and they would do this a lot of my clients now are not i my specialty is not helping you run your business and i'm not teaching you to be me i've had people say that to me before too you want to really you want to really light me up and and get me pissed off say that to me and watch what i do it's not going to be pretty cuz cuz i've got listen i've got middle child things so you try to be me or copy me it really starts to poke at those things from back in the day like childhood where i felt like i had no identity and i was trying my hardest to kind of like stand out and do my own thing without people really trying to take credit or steal from me so when anybody kind of insinuates that or makes a remark that they're anything like wanting to be you I want you to appreciate and respect me but be you very big difference so that's Twitter but LinkedIn that's like hanging out in the teacher's lounge at high school when you when when your teachers are not cool okay that is LinkedIn LinkedIn is full of like big CEO people, big business people. I'm not a big business person. Like I said this like three times already this week to people. I'm like, listen, I, I work out of my home. Like my, my office is partially in my living room. <laughs> I don't have a two bedroom. I have a one bedroom. I don't need a two bedroom. I just turn the dining room into my office because nobody's coming into my office, which I'm not allowed to do here anyway. I can't have in-person clients come into my apartment. It's not allowed um, at, at, at where I live, number one. And, and there's just discrepancies when you're running a business like that out of your home and stuff. Like you kind of have to follow certain guidelines. My clients are based online and I can take them by phone or FaceTime anywhere, right? But I work out of my home. It's very convenient and uh, and that's how I've set it up and I, I like it like that. Not the people on LinkedIn. LinkedIn people are like hanging out in conference rooms, right? And at like networking events. That's not Amy. I don't go to networking events. Who, who the fuck am I networking with? Number one, okay? Like I, that's not the way my business works. I networking, I had a conversation with my friend yesterday, kind of like on this topic, right? Networking, it's, it's tricky because it's a little bit different per industry, right? So like, I'm like, okay, real estate agents, real estate agents, part of their job is to network, right? That's, that's like, they have to meet new people all the time because that's really how they get business. The more people they know, the better. Are they genuine or authentic relationships? That's kind of like where like, it's, it's valuable to me that the people I talk to 
all day, every day are like, I don't want to have bullshit banter with anybody. You put me in a networking room where I have to like pretend to care about your business when I don't care about your business. Like, honestly, you know, half of you are thinking this sometimes. I don't care. If I care, I show genuine interest. I reach out, I ask questions, I'm engaged. Um, But it's the, it's the, the trade for some people, right? So like real estate agents in this example, they, that's part of their job. The other part of their job is sales. Those things go hand in hand. All right. They know how to schmooze. They know how to talk. They know how to keep you engaged. They know how to have an answer to every one of your doubts, your questions. They can refute it because that's what, that's part of being a good salesperson. You know how to reroute and pivot the conversation so it's going in the direction you want it to go in. And if you're really good at sales, you don't even know the person's doing it. You don't even know. Something that I'm pretty proud of because I don't necessarily consider myself a salesperson, but I obviously am if I run a successful business that sustains my entire life and I've built it from scratch, not to toot my own horn or anything, but I did. Um... I too, like Bill Gates and a lot of those other big shots, started my business in my parents' garage. <laughs> Facts. So, you know, um, don't hate the player, hate the game. I don't consider myself a salesy person, which makes me good at sales. Because I basically, the, the scope in the... Wrong word. The the way I have to sell in my business is through energy. I'm selling my energy. Very different than like a real estate game or or you know, or if I'm standing behind the counter at Sephora, you're selling a product, right? I offer a service, I'm selling energy. And I'm not gonna get into it because I don't want to, but <laughs> but that's what I'm doing versus so so for me to go to a networking event. Hear me out. I'm not against networking. This is not what this conversation is about. I'm not against networking. I'm against bullshit, fake, fraudulent, surface level nonsense. I'd rather invest my time and energy into other things than do that. And, and that has worked for me. I have built a very good business for myself doing it my way. That works for me. I'm not judging you if you like networking events. I'm not judging you if you love to wear a suit every day and sit behind a conference table. Because listen, I'm very attracted to men who wear suits and sit behind large conference tables. (laughs) Probably because that's the counterpart, right? Like that's the part of me that, that like, you know, the other half of my what is it? Yin and yang? I always say yin and yang, but you get the point. Like, you know, you need to complement each other. And that's the thing. Like I, people in that world love me because I express very creative, creatively. I can't, I'm, I'm tripping over my own words today, guys. They, they, appreciate me and they respect me because I've made myself successful in a different way, right? Because there's no cookie cutter way to do things. So that's LinkedIn is like hanging out in the teacher's lounge because everybody is in that kind of realm of business. There's a few here and there um, that are not, but like 
the way that platform works is just a bunch of fuckery. It's just a bunch of fuckery. Like, I see the same people's bullshit all day. I don't know how their algorithm works. I know I'm bored as hell on there. I know I post my stuff on there. I know I, I, I make contacts on there. But everybody's out too busy trying to sell things to me to actually like stop and read and find the value in what I'm sharing, right? Like that's where, where it's different. I go into my social media platform sharing value and the things that I have deliberately and intentionally, which I'm thinking mean the same thing, engage in are things that are of value to me or brought value to me in that moment. I'm not I'm not disingenuous in my in my commentary. I'm not commenting on things just because I want my name to pop up on your page so other people are like, "Oh, who's this girl?" and then they trickle over to me because that's what a lot of people do. Is they just they make these comments on other people's things just to bring the attention their way. I've chosen to do business a completely different way, which I'm assuming you respect if you're sitting here listening to me. I have to tell you, the numbers on this podcast are outrageous. Guys, you really like me. You like me. (laughs) You not only like me, but you like me so much that I have decided to go ahead. I've done all my research the last few days, and I'm going to, I'm moving forward today with my purchase of my new microphone so you don't have to listen to this um, sound quality anymore because I I love you for loving me. I love myself more, but I love you for loving me because I love me. (laughs) And of course, I couldn't be normal. Every blog that you look at says, if you're a podcaster, which I wouldn't consider myself that, I'm Amy, um, I, I've just chosen to also podcast, but I'm Amy. So if you're a podcaster, you should buy this blue Yeti microphone or this one. And there's a million and one blogs, which I don't know how people don't do their research. Cause like research, like don't just take one person's word for it. Research before you buy a product. So I'm like, but I'm reading about this blue Yeti and I'm thinking, why would a podcaster buy this microphone when it literally says it picks up every noise in the surrounding area? That's not, that's not, mm-mm. like, first of all, I'm not sitting in a soundproof room here. I'm not in a recording studio with like padded walls. I don't know if they have padded walls, but I'm sure mine would because I, my recording studio would most likely be a psych ward. Um, I'm in my living room, staring at the TV on mute, pretending you're sitting in that green chair, and I have to shut the heat off in my, real talk, I have to shut the heat off in my apartment to record for you because when it kicks on, it sounds like there's a fucking airplane starting in my apartment. People who talk to me on um, FaceTime know this. You can hear it kick on, or the times I've done Facebook Lives, you can hear it kick on, and people are like, what is that? And I'm like, oh, you know, a giant engine starting in my doorway. No, it's my heater that kicks on. I have to shut that off, and I have to shut half the doors that go into other rooms in my apartment because I need to contain Dewey to the room where I am 
because if not, he'll go to the, the sliding glass door and he'll stare at the sidewalk and bark at every squirrel, human, and dog that walks by. So that's how we record. Like, there are other noises going on that I have affirmed by listening back. You can't really hear if he's drinking water out of his bowl. You can't hear my refrigerator making noises. But there are other things you can hear. So why would I get a microphone that picks up all those sounds? You need a dynamic mic. That's what I learned through Google, which is free. I didn't ask an expert. I don't need so-and-so who has billions of podcast downloads and fans to tell me what mic to use. I can do my own research and decide what's best for me. So what's best for Amy is not, it's not a desk mic because I ain't sitting at a desk. I'm sitting Indian style on my couch. Um, so I want a handheld situation. And I also wanted something that I could like on the move, like take on the move. That wasn't going to pick up a lot of fucking sound. So, you know, I'm, I, I got myself like a, a, a really cool looking handheld, like regular microphone that you would see like a host using on like a stage. So that's how we're doing it over here, Amy style. Um, but let's just go back for a second. LinkedIn. Oh, what a fucking headache that is. People will add you as a contact and steal your email and add you. So I had these people and I don't remember their names at this point. Otherwise I would name drop them because it, I, I felt so violated by this. They requested to add me as a contact on LinkedIn. Mind you, I don't know the value of adding people as contacts on LinkedIn because for me, that's just not how my business works. I can't force you into wanting emotional support and guidance. I can't manipulate you into wanting to sit down and talk to me. The environment and the service I provide is something you have to show up for and choose to be in for yourself. It's not going to be based off of how well I've written my sales copy or anything like that. I have to lay out what I do very clearly and concisely for you. And the rest is your choice. And, and then my work is my energy. And, and so, you know, people adding me as contacts, this is the best part. They add me and like, I guess somewhere, and I don't remember when I set up LinkedIn many, 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 many years ago. Um, the, the closest, don't you hate when they give you categories and the closest thing is really not what you do, but you're like, uh, there's no other option and I don't know what category I fit into. So I put health and fitness cause like technically health, yes, but there was no option for like mental health at that point. And I haven't gone back cause I don't care enough to. So I chose this like health and fitness, like as I guess a category of what I do. I don't really remember what it was. Needless to say, I keep getting these contact requests from these people that clearly are using robots to send me messages, right? They've got a bot or, or some service set up to send me an automated bullshit thing, which are very easy to tell when people do that. And it's so, ew, you're kind of like, you're the kind of person walking around announcing how much money you make for a living on Instagram. <laughs> you must be. What the fuck? 
because they'll be it'll be like hi Amy I love what you do I see that you are doing wonderful things in the health and fitness industry and your clients results are amazing are, are amazing and I'm thinking to myself first of all there's like four reviews like or recommendations I think they're called on LinkedIn that that clients have left me that's number one number two um, I don't work in fitness. <laughs> so you clearly didn't read what I do on my page. You, you just read the category I, I, I selected cause there wasn't one close enough to what I do. And then it either the automation you have set up crafted this bullshit message to me. So a few times now I have responded and said, I don't work in fitness and the person doesn't respond back cause it's a robot. And I'm just like, but I'll add you because I know I'll provide you value. Like you, anybody needs my service. You know what I mean? But you trying to sell me on, I need more clients, hire you to get me more clients. I don't need you. <laughs> I don't need you. So, so these people, my, I think it's a husband and wife duo. And they're like coaches. I've got a, I know my title is holistic life coach. Like I'm certified in that, but it's these people that give that title such a bad name. So they added me and, um, then I started getting private messages from them, which I, I believe was an automation type thing. And I responded and I, and what I do, and it's deliberate is when people start pitching me right off the bat without talking to me or knowing me, I ignore that part of the message. I'm not gonna address it, I'm not gonna dispute it, I'm not gonna debate with you, I'm not triggered by you, so I'm not gonna sit here and explain to you how I, why and how I don't need you. I just ignore that part, and they usually start with a fake compliment. So what I do is I respond and I thank them for the compliment, and I say, I hope you enjoy following my work. And I leave it at that. See, it's very respectful, very polite of me. I ignore everything else because everything else is null and void to me. And they don't care because they're not listening, right? And again, whether it's a robot or not, I don't really know. They don't care. So their next response is basically something very intrusive. They'll say like, so what kind of results are you getting with your clients? And I think when I read that, that's none of your fucking business. That's between my client and myself. Mainly, that's between my client and my client, okay? I'm privy to it because my client trusts me and respects me, but like, that's like you going to a doctor and asking what were the test results of, um, you know, John Doe who came in for his blood work the other day. That's a HIPAA violation. I don't have to hand out HIPAA papers, but like, what makes you think that's an acceptable, like a respectable question to ask me? I don't know what goes, I do know what goes through people's minds. People just are after money and numbers. They're gauging life and business all wrong. So, so these people kept doing this, right? And I basically shut it down and I said, listen, I'm not interested in X, Y, and Z, but you're welcome to follow my work and, and enjoy it. Like it could teach you a thing or two about boundaries and communication clearly because you suck at it. So they added me to their email list without asking me, like, did you think that by me responding to your private message after you reached out to me was an okay 
to, to add me? Like, did you think, cause that's not how this works. Like people go to court for this shit all the time regarding rape cases. Like I have to verbally say yes to you dipshit. Like I didn't at any point you didn't ask me, do I want to be on your email list? So, but you added me and now they start emailing me pitchy stuff. And here's the best part. I got one email and I just kind of like, cause I get so many emails, I just like ignored it and deleted it. But the second email came and the title of that email, like the subject was, who do you know, Amy? Question mark. And I was like, you know, and, and people make the subject headings of mass emails like that on purpose. It's a marketing trick to, to make you click and open it because they want it to sound like it's a personal email that they didn't send to 500 other people, but it went to 500 other people. So in case you didn't know, that was how it worked. So I opened this email cause that just like rubbed me wrong, not right. Like I was not getting an orgasm from that subject that really just turned me right off. So I clicked it because that's what I do. And I opened this email and it basically said, and this is not verbatim because I'm not going to dig through my inbox to like read this to you. Um, although that would be delightful. I open it and it basically says, we understand you don't need our services. Oh, so you did hear me. Cool. We understand you don't need our services. Who do you know who does? Send us your contacts. Send us you people in your sphere of influence, it said. And oh man, that lit me up as much as it does when somebody says they want to be me. Child. I replied to this email and I stuck it to him where it hurt in the most genius way possible. Because when I am in a professional setting, you don't get me popping off the way I would pop off on, I don't know, like the robocalls that I get for sport. I... I hold my reputation in high regard and, and that's how you do good business. My name and my reputation are everything. So I don't, I don't leave breadcrumbs for people to come back and shame me down the road. I sent a very, um, blunt, um, mm, direct means the same thing. <laughs> Can't tell. I love a synonym. I sent an email that basically put them right back in their place, called them on what they were doing and said, like, how do you think it's acceptable that you not only like invaded my inbox with emails that I didn't subscribe to or opt into, but you think it's acceptable, like remotely acceptable that the way you're running your business is by begging me to, to go dip into my sphere of influence and hand them to you. A, my people aren't going to like you. I don't even like you. What makes you think my people want you? That's number one. Number two, like, if you're doing good business, you don't need to call me up and say, again, it's the type of business, guys. That's what you need to understand. It's the type of business. Now, if I'm a real estate agent, back to that example, 
yes, I can call up other real estate agents and say, hey, do you have anybody in your sphere of influence who is looking for a property like this? That's a particular type of product. I'm not selling clothes or makeup over here, right? So like the people choosing to sit down in front of me have to feel comfortable with me. They have to trust me. They have to like how I talk. They have to like how I approach them. They have to appreciate my honesty and my directness, but also my level of compassion. They have to resonate with the way I speak and use my words. I've had people many times over the years be like, I really wanted to hire you but I just can't get past how you, you say so many curse words or how you say the F word all the time. And I go, well, fuck, I guess I'm not the right person for you, am I? Guess you should find somebody else. And, and, there, and like, listen, I've had times where I've said that where the person was like, um, okay. And then they popped up an hour later and they said, you know what? I really respected that you owned that this is your personality and this is how you do things. And I need that in my life and I want to work with you. I've had people do that. And I've had people that just, I don't know, for some reason felt like they were getting somewhere by announcing to me that they wanted to work with me, but now they're not going to because they don't like how I speak. Where I don't, mm, why did I need to know that? Did you think I was going to change how I talk just because one person out of like thousands reached out to me and said, hey, I'd like to work with you, but I don't like that you curse. Okay, well, listen, I have clients that are kids. I know my audience. I'm not saying fuck to the eight-year-old when she's on the call. I know how to tame my language. But if you're 65 years old, you're 45 years old, I'm going to talk to you like I talk to any adult in my life. And I don't curve my language for my mother, my father. I didn't curve it for my now dead grandma. I... I don't. I speak to everybody the same way. My my old man neighbors across the hall from me talk to them the same way. And that's me. So if you don't like my, my curse words, um, I can mail you a dictionary where you can see that the, 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 the meaning of the word is, you know, it's not as bad as you're making it out to be. It's just your judgment, your preconceived notions about what fuck means. But really, like, if you're going to tell me that you're having issues with your kids, clearly you fucked somebody in your life at one point to have those children. So, but I digress. <sighs> Guys, people's lack of awareness sometimes can be rather frustrating, right? And more so, I think sometimes for people who are really like tuned in to themselves, right? Like I'm not saying I, I, I love to cheer for myself. You know that, but I'm not saying I am, um, the smartest human on the planet. I will say I am quite a genius. I am, I am way ahead of my time and I am really, um, tuned in. And have fine-tuned and honed my skill set. And, you know, that's why, A, nobody can be me just as much as I can't be you and whatever and do what your skill set is. And you're probably really good at it. And I might look at you and go, I don't know how the fuck you do that. You know, like I look at my, my family mainly is in the medical industry, um, all different types of, of, medical stuff 
but they all have this kind of general knowledge about medicine that I've had to listen to my whole life. And though I know enough because I've listened to it and been, you know, picked it up through osmosis, I'm, that's not my skill set. I'm not going around thinking I know it all about, um, you know, drawing blood or, you know, uh, heart rhythms and whatever. What, see, I, I can't, I can't provide you examples because I don't, I don't, I've done at one point five hours of research on Google about skincare. I'm not a skincare expert, but I can tell you what I know based on what I read. Difference. I'm not charging you <laughs> for what I Googled about skincare. I charge you for my skill set. And what I have, A, been educated and certified in, so I'm qualified in it. And B, I have honed it, fine-tuned it, practiced it, not on me, on many, for many, many years. Like, many, 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 many years. Like, over 12 years. So when people like to dip and into other realms because they start to get comfortable on their platform, I just face smack myself like the little emoji girl right in the head. And I think, shut the fuck up. I know I sound, I told you, rare form today. I'm taking robocalls all day, <laughs> rare form. But shut the fuck up. Just your skill set. Make it clear to people that this is what you do. And these are things that you're interested in and you like to read about. But please stop mixing the two. Because just because you read a book doesn't mean you know everything about everything. I, I read a lot of books. I stopped telling people what kind of books I read because they started thinking they were me when they read the same book. And I was just like, you're exhausting. I can't. So, like, but just because I read a book about money, because I read books about money, I'm not a financial advisor. But again, I can tell you what I read. And I, and I think all of my clients past, present, and future can attest to this. They can. Um, you're not going to know their names again because I respect their privacy, but if they come out of the woodwork and raise their hand and say, hi, I'm a, I'm a client on a public forum, then you know, right? So they can attest to the fact that when they ask me something, because some, I will, I, I am a certified Reiki master practitioner. I know about energy and I know about um, how it connects to certain things. So, so they will ask me sometimes, like, Amy, I've had a headache for the last three days. And, and I always go to, you know, what have you been thinking about what's been going on and so on and so forth. But I always, I always say first, I always disclaim this with, I will emphasize, it doesn't matter. I've had some of these clients for years, guys. It doesn't matter. I will say it to them over and over. I am not a doctor. So I'm going to emphasize, go see your doctor but I will comment within the scope of what I know. And like, that's what I respect about people. I respect people who know their craft, who respect their craft, who are qualified in their craft, and they have boundaries within it. Not people who are all over the fucking place going, oh my God, I read a book on meditation and now I know everything about meditation. So now I'm a meditation teacher and I'm gonna teach you. No, mm-mm, mm-mm. Mm -mm. I've been to meditation classes with actual certified meditation teachers. Different, different thing than somebody recording meditations and selling it as downloads on the internet. Different, different situation. Mm -mm. There's a reason that people get educated. Like, I went to college. 
I have a Bachelor of Arts degree. My major was um, art and photography. I did have a business and marketing minor. I didn't get the minor because the last class of, this was their fuck up, not mine. I'm not taking responsibility for this one. The last class of my minor conflicted with the last class I needed for my major. And there was no other option. I had to pick. They told me, hands down, you're gonna have to drop your minor to finish your major. I said, well, that's a shitty way to do school. <laughs> but okay. So I, so I will sometimes say, like, I am knowledgeable in business and marketing. I don't remember shit about shit of what they taught me. I don't remember anything. I Listen, I almost got kicked out of college at one point for... Um, co- this is why I'm a stickler for, for respecting people and, like, copyright stuff, right? Trademark stuff. I'm a stickler for it. And I'm a stickler for it because I fucked up around it back in the day. That's how it goes. When you learn, when you learn, when you learn, when you learn, you become the opposite of the fuck up you once were. (laughs) When you learn and grow. I almost got kicked out because when you take those placement tests, um, you're at home took a placement test for, for German in college and I didn't cheat on it, but I had access to, to materials around me cause I was taking it from home. So mind you, I did a German study abroad. Like I, I do know German Ask me to speak it right now. And I don't, I can't, I, I haven't practiced the skill. Okay. But if I did, I could, I can understand it. No problem. Just like I can understand Greek and Russian slang because I nannied for Greek, a Greek and Russian family. I can't speak it. I can say some words that you, I've tried to Google. It's slang. It's a slang. It's like their own slang. They've mixed Greek and Russian words. I don't know how to fucking spell them. I know how to say them. So, um, and I know how to understand them. Like I know when they say gaiji, it means girl. That's what they used to call me. I felt it was so disrespectful, but before they knew me, and they trusted me. They would say, are you watching the gaiji? She's upstairs. She's cleaning the bedroom. Make sure she doesn't steal the shit because, you know, they're all mob related and paranoid. So gaiji, I know it means girl. I speak Russian and, and Greek slang to Dewey. He knows his commands in Russian and Greek slang more than he knows them in English. So I have to teach them to like my mother when she babysits. And I will say, say this word because he knows this means come and this means sit and this means this and this means this he doesn't know them in English as much as he knows them in Greek and Russian slang but in German it's kind of the same I can I can understand German I can speak German we could say at one point I was semi-fluent in German I'm not very good at it anymore I haven't practiced it so I got placed into a senior level German class as a freshman and I didn't understand shit. Like the entire thing was German. All the directions on your homework assignments were German. You had to always answer in German. Like everything was German. It was just all German. I didn't know what was going on. That's number one. Number two, we had to do an assignment. And that assignment was 
hey, you've got to write, I forget, it was like a paper or something on whatever the topic was, and you can use outside help is the directions. I remember it like it was yesterday. You can, you can use outside help, and they were very clear about what type of outside help. You can ask a friend. You can look it up on the internet. So what did I do? I called up one of the, I didn't call, I emailed one of the, the German exchange students from Germany and asked them for help. Do you know what they did? Mm. They copied and pasted about three paragraphs off of a website, sent it back to me in an email, and basically said that they had written it. I copied and pasted the three paragraphs they sent me and put them into my paper as part of the you can ask somebody for help. Well, I didn't know they had copied them off another website. I hand in the paper and honestly, like me in school was just me being happy that I, I, I checked off doing the, the assignment. Like I never wanted to just skip and neglect the assignment, but like the grades were really like a shot in the dark. Like I was shooting fish in a barrel with a blindfold. I didn't, I didn't know, nor did I care. And I assumed I was normally going to get a C or a D. It was, it was amazing to me when I would get a B or an A. I knew I would mostly get those in art classes, but needless to say, I get called into the dean of students. <laughs> I have to go with my RA. I'm a freshman, so I have to go to the dean with my RA for a formal meeting to basically be scolded and told that I could be kicked out of school for plagiarism because about an entire page worth of my paper was copied directly off of a website because unbeknownst to me, that's what the German person had done and sent it to me and not told me that they copied it directly off of a website. I thought it was their own words that they were sending to me. And I didn't know that professors apparently have some sort of program that, that, I mean, I could just be really naive, but I really didn't know that they could have, they, they had a program that they basically can put the paper through that tells you, that picks up parts of it and tells you if that was stolen from a website or somewhere. So I had to have this meeting and I basically was like, oh, well, I mean, I'm not shocked. If I, get, I didn't get kicked out clearly and that was my freshman year. But that experience changed my life forever. And this is how everything is always serving you. Because that experience changed my life forever. From, I didn't know in the equation. And so A, it not only enhanced my trust issues that I already had my entire life, but it really made me always do my due diligence before doing and, and saying and posting anything. Like, I don't claim things that aren't mine. And if it remotely sounds similar to somebody else's, I will go above and beyond to make sure it is my own and it is different because I never, I, I just, I don't want to ever be in that situation again. And quite frankly, what a fucked up situation to be in that, that you would claim somebody else's words. I obviously was doing it without the knowledge of knowing I was doing it, Right. But like to know you're doing it is a whole different ballgame. You are not only like 
insecure if you're, if you're doing that, right? You don't believe in yourself. If you're stealing somebody else's words or regurgitating them is really you, you know, not giving yourself an opportunity to experience it on your own and embody it. Like everything that I talk about is obviously I, I storytell a lot because it's from experiences that I've learned from and put the pieces together and, and, and connected the dots and made sense of and learned and grown from versus people who just read a book and they regurgitate words off the book that they read and they act like it's this big epiphany and they're, and it's insightful that they're saying it. And you're like, I'm sure it brought up thoughts for you, right? And emotions for you that, that that's insightful. That's what that means. It sparked some insights for you, but that's not your wisdom. Your wisdom comes from your experiences. I've talked about this. Your wisdom comes from your own life experiences. If you haven't experienced life, that doesn't mean travel. Travel has nothing to do with it. Travel or no travel, you can go through a lot of shit in life, mentally, emotionally, or physically, okay? So that doesn't, don't be so naive once again and so stuck on the surface that you think like, again, you have to be old or (laughs) remember, old means older than me, older than 35. Or you have to have visited so many countries and be, you know, cultured. No, you can have wisdom if you're, if you've been in the same state your whole life, like physically, like the location wise, but you've experienced things and you've learned and grown from them. So, you know, I just, by the way, I have to add, because I just like to expose myself all the time that this last part, I had to actually record separately because a robo call came in and shut off the recording when I was trying to finish telling this story about my plagiarism scandal from college. It literally shut off my recording and I got some dumbass voicemail that said, you know, so-and-so was assigned to my student loans and I'm thinking my student loans were paid off like four years ago, sir. So clearly in your research. Clearly, you should call up um, Susie and her husband, Joe, who found me on LinkedIn. Those aren't their real names. I don't remember their names. They're not important in my life that I would remember their names. And, you know, maybe you should learn how to do business together. Go to business school. Go to a networking event. Learn from a business guru who actually has life experience and, and walks his talk or her talk. Walks talks her walk, walks her talk. You're with me. Anyway, that's it. I'm in rare form because this was a rare situation that I'm recording on Thursday. So you're getting double Amy this week because you know your girl's going to want to record again on Sunday and hand it to you. And this one is definitely over the time limit that I've placed, which I'm now removing the limits. I will talk until I have no words, which I I don't ever run out of words. I don't ever run out of words. Um, But y'all, y'all, y'all love that. So I'll see you. I'll see you again real soon.